welcome to On the Edge, Brains. How you doing? Today, we've got in On the Spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We are going to the Gold Coast. Yes, Queensland, Australia. I love it down there. We're going to be talking <laughs> to Jackie Bowden, and she guides moms to embrace family energetics and raise healthy, empowered kids. What does that mean? Empowerment? Um, I don't know. That's a pretty grown-up word. But how do we teach our children to be independent contributors to society, to be kind, to be smart, but also be able to make good decisions and to be able to pour it forward? So we're going to talk to her about that and a whole lot more. How are you today? I am so good. It is wonderful to see your smiling face. I thank love it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Introduce yourself, Jackie. Tell my friends, how do you show up in the world? Oh, I love this question. So, yes, yeah, so I'm Jackie Bowden. I am a leading healing and empowerment coach for mums. And I like to think of myself as changing the perspective of motherhood. Um, yeah, I teach a 12-week program. It's so potent and it's really teaching and guiding my um, spiritually-minded mums to unlock self-healing capabilities, uh, to heal their own generational cycles, and then to ignite a new health story for their family because we are the energetic leaders, baby, like mums, divine feminine. It's all about unlocking uh, that wisdom. And, and that's what I hold space for them to do. So I'm loving life being my true self, really that identity that I was here to be and, and embodying that every day. So it's, How did it's you a beautiful find journey. Yourself? You know, because mm -hmm. it's an ever evolving discovery every day. Yeah. turn into something different first we were larva yeah. then we were the caterpillar then we went into the cocoon and now we're the butterfly <laughs> <laughs> how did you I find yourself it. what was your your uh point of awakening mm. it was uh one of a lot of heartache in the beginning i'll, I'll share it was uh, like a physical health journey for me was what was the catalyst to me, uh, you know, opening my horizons to energy, to spirituality, to all of that in beautiful goodness and quantum physics. So I was a new mum six months in and one what felt like overnight, I became entirely allergic to my whole world. So I, I couldn't eat food um i was hospitalized i was unable to send any chemicals i couldn't drive my car i couldn't live in the home i was in i was i was always reactive my body had become hypersensitive hyper allergic to everything uh and you know that was well what i know now and if i don't do labels anymore because i work on an energetic level so labels are just labels to me now but back then that was the beginning of ptsd on top of everything because of the shock of actually not being able to live in the body and the life that you had built was, was too much to bear, to be honest. Yeah. With a new baby and being a new mum, And so, yeah, what ensued was, was the, a you said it, I'm sorry. I, I hate to interrupt, but you said that yeah. it was PTSD, but was that in conjunction with postpartum? Did you have a little, you know, reaction and rejection after giving birth six months into it? Because how did that trauma just kind of, all of a sudden abracadabra appear yeah i'd love to talk about that so for me it wasn't no it wasn't postpartum i was lucky in that space um it was 
actually when I can look back, it was they, they, I sort of had a supplement throughout my entire pregnancy that I now know back then as the version I was, we talked about versions. I wasn't able to metabolize. It was folate and, and my body didn't metabolize it. And so it built up to a level in my body where I might, like, if you imagine a cup, my, my toxicity cup was, was overflowing all the time. So one small minor food chemical or, you know, just what you wash your washing powder, whatever it was, was enough to send me into these incredible reactions that would last days. And I would be an insomniac and I would be, you know, having digestive issues to be to the point of hospitalization. So it was, it was an intense thing. And now when I think without jumping ahead, like the intensity of that, I think it had to be that intense for me to grow into this intense version of uh, embodying everything that I think I was always here to be, right? It, it was right. an intense journey, yeah. Yeah. Does it make you skeptical um, and tread lightly or does it give you a new, renewed sense of trust and validation? Does it give you courage? Oh, absolutely. Like one of my biggest, that's funny, I was watching The Wizard of Oz the other day with my kids. Courage, right? And so, yeah, I've always had courage, actually. That was one thing I never lacked. And I think that's why this was the pathway for me. It was probably predetermined a long time before that. And and I wasn't, I wasn't overnight sick. Like when I've unpacked now my entire identity back to childhood, like that's what I teach. I teach women how to self-heal because that's what I did. Um, nothing else would work. Literally, I I tried everything else to make it work and it, none of it would work. It would make me worse. So that was my destiny was to figure out I can do this and I've got to own that and I've got to be courageous. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an incredible thing when you know that you've lived it and now you get to actually teach it. it comes from a different place within. Um, and, no, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm the most trusting Oh, like I, I believe so much in, 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 a, in a higher power that holds space for me because I couldn't have journeyed this far and been through what I've been through if someone wasn't there, you right. know, protecting me that whole time. And, and I'm so, um, so committed to making sure my kids feel that level of safety, you know, that root chakra, like they definitely feel like it's there for them. So, yeah. Did you have stuff. some, and not going into too many, you know, details, but did you have some embedded trauma that you were carrying? Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of grief, a lot of unresolved grief. So to keep it in a nutshell, as you say, cause we've got a limited time. Um, it was all about my environment as a child and how everyone around me managed emotions. And, and I was brought into the world, I believe always a very connected, uh, divinely connected little girl in an environment that didn't support that gift. And so, and I say this to my women, I say, I'm, I am positive in my professional career that we choose the safety of our pack over our own gifts every day of the week because we're small in a big world and we want safety, food, shelter, and that's what we're provided by the people who love us but they might be very unaware of how their patterns and programs are playing into the development of a human. Right. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any skills to process emotions. I was never taught. So I pretty much buried the lot (laughs) and it decided to come out six months after becoming a new mum, And, and that was my journey. And I'm, I'm grateful. I never thought I would genuinely say that ever, but I I can actually say that now, which is a huge achievement. So. So when you woke up and you saw that the sun was out, you clicked your heels three times, Dorothy, (laughs) and you returned back to Kansas. So you're there. Uh, Do you have a little dog? (laughs) (laughs) 
don't have a Toto. We've got a bigger one, but yeah, we've got, we've got, we're surrounded by beauty now. Like I'm just so grateful, you know, so grateful. So now you bring all this wisdom to the forefront. What landed you in this space? What made you decide that you wanted to start a program to work with women and moms in particular? Yeah. Um, to be honest, alignment. So I just felt incredibly aligned. I'm very uh, in tune with my own alignment. Uh, but when I break it down, I am here to serve children. I, I actually think on a very base level, I'm here to serve children and the way to serve children, because they're what bring me the most joy. They're who I connect with without any effort. I just feel their joy and, and I really connect in with them. Um, I need to connect with, I need to help their mums. I need to help mums if I'm here to serve children. Because like I just explained, when I was little, I didn't have the environment that allowed me to grow into a limitless person. I was limited and I was, you know, kept small without intention. And so for me, I need to give mums tools. So I'm all about tools. I give them self-healing tools. Like I'm like, there you go. There's the toolkit. Now you understand energy. You understand quantum. Get out there. And, and do it you can do it and you'll heal your kids you know my motto is heal yourself and free your children because for, ch for me the children is where my entire being lights up is knowing that they will be free because their mum was courageous and had tools courage is great but when you don't have tools it can be a real hard slog and that was what I found so that's that's my mission you just wanted two <laughs> tools to put in our mm. arsenal to put in our toolkit yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, I do a lot. Well, everything I pretty much center around is subconscious because I don't know the, the brains listening and do or don't know that oh, the subconscious yeah. is operating system of the, the lot. <laughs> we do we do a lot of work uh, with the subconscious here on the edge. I love, I love, I love, I love. I have seen that because I've watched it. So uh, yeah, so a lot of the tools we do are all about regulation because we're a mum, right? So when we think about the moments that trigger us the most, it's because your child, the other person is hitting a part of you that isn't healed yet. You've got a wound. You've got a, an emotion that you haven't met yet in your lifetime. So one of the tools that I teach my women and guide them through is called Emotion Code. And that is actually a book, if you've ever heard of it, Dr. Bradley Nelson, uh, incredible human being. So we go through that and they use that as a process to shift out trapped emotions. Uh, and then I use... My modality is called Psyche. I don't know if anyone here's heard of that. It's it's Bruce Lipton. If he comes across anyone's mind as a incredible scientist out there spreading the word, he, yeah, Psyche is his modality to access subconscious and to change beliefs. So I'm working with these women and I'm doing that. They get six healing sessions over 12 weeks with me where we are literally like changing their identity. We're shifting out the old, bringing in the new. So they're getting supported through their healing journey. And then they're passing that on in the way they parent. And so they're actually undoing cycles without even knowing it just through their own healing. Um, but one really cool trick that I'll show you if, if the listeners want to know is there's a regulation tool we use called the whole brain posture, which is part of Psyche, the training on, and modality I use. And it's pretty much as simple as interlacing and locking over, you know, crossing your wrists and crossing your ankles at the same time. And when we do this in any moment, any moment, like before I have to speak to someone and I feel a little bit of nerves, yeah, go into it. Before I, if, before I react to my child when they're having a moment of hardship, I sit in this posture because what it does is it brings your brain back to a state of whole brain. So both hemispheres are now 
working as one, which is what they were always intended for. And in our life, because we haven't had these awareness brought to us, we over-identify to one or the other. In an emotional moment, we go way emotional right brain and we're not using any logic, you know? And then there's times where we go super duper logic, we don't use any emotion. And so the trick to life and to being able to move through moments in life without it being daggers is to be whole brain. You're using equal parts logic, equal parts emotion, and you process that moment in full. Um, so that's just a really simple tool that we use day to day in lots of the work that we do together. Well, people should just sit all day just like this. <laughs> I just got off my call with them this morning and I'm like, some people look at me at the lights and I'm sitting at the traffic lights <laughs> and I'm like this, you know, because you just, you don't know, you, you need to show up in the world with the bits we've got. And with the bits we've got can work really beautifully together if we've been given the tools to know that. And that's what I'm all about because I feel that's what I lacked as a little girl. And as an adult, a young adult, I lacked tools to manage myself. And now I have them. I want to scream them from the rooftops and, and help everybody. Yeah. Children can be challenging. Let's just, let's just put it out there. Uh, and this is to the extreme. I had a guest on my show that believes in unruling and unschooling. Just let the child just go. I think in my experience as being a parent, being a, you know, a, a, an aunt, children require and want structure and discipline. What does that, doesn't mean corporal punishment, but that means that they need to understand consequences that they understand that there is an action for every reaction. And us as parents cannot always be reactionary, mm -hmm. but they will push us. Mm -hmm. Huge. So, yeah, I love that you bring this up because before I got into the coaching role I do now, I was a conscious parenting trainer. So I teach a program called Parent Effectiveness Training, which is all about how do we, yeah, how do we meet each other's needs here? But, you know, I'm the leader. I, I don't call myself a boss, but my kids know I'm the leader because I've been here longer and there's stuff I know they don't know. So it's my duty to teach the natural consequences, 100%. Funny you mentioned we homeschool. I do homeschool, but I homeschool with structure. Uh, and it's divine feminine masculine balance. Like I can be in flow and like those people, it's great to say unschool, unschool. That's great. And then you need a level of um, like action in that. So that's the masculine, you know, the feminine creates. And then we need this part of well, where's the structure to contain that creation or else it will, it will just get bigger and bigger and unable to be contained. And, and so I'm very aware of that with my children. Um, but I teach my women part of the program is they get these communication skills to communicate in a way that is not harming, it's not punishment and it's not rewards, but you're right, it's beautiful discipline and beautiful boundaries because what I realised was it's fine to do all my healing work and heal myself, but if I'm still communicating the same way I was because I don't have tools to communicate differently, then I'm effectively creating more cycles of generational issues because communication is a, it's a gift to be able to speak, use our words wisely, teach. People can... They can take a lot from other people's words and, and believe lots of things about themselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, part of this program is that you get to heal and then you get the skills to speak in a way that matches in home. Yeah, you know, you know, Communication kids. is much more than just the audible. It's the body mm -hmm. language. It's the touch. 
Um, it's the eye contact. So all of these communication skills we need to embed in our children, but we also need to be the watcher. We need to see how they react to that because you're going to have to edit and filter. I mean, the person that they are at six months is not going to be, be the person they are at 2, 12, 18, 25. Again, it's an mm -hmm. ever-evolving process. And so we teach these skills to our parents uh, to help cultivate and groom young children because you can't re-raise an 18-year-old. You just can't do it. Mm -hmm. But there's a different set of parenting as they... You know, I got a daughter that's 36 and the conversation is, is different. You know, I was telling my husband the other day, I said, you know, <laughs> you should, you should handle that. He says, I can't handle it anymore. She's 36. I said, oh yeah, you are still the parent. So there has to be a level of, and I hate to say it, but I'm a believer of it, hierarchy. I'm the parent. I'm not your best friend. And I want to be respected, you know, and I want to be, uh, talk to but again I need to respect you as you grow when you're 18 when you're 22 I cannot talk to you as if you're 12 so mm -hmm. it's a delicate it's a delicate dance do you talk to well I'm sure that you do you coach parents is there a particular age or is this just ongoing I mean do you coach parents that are dealing with preteens or adolescence, you know, what, what is the age range? Sure. I feel like most of the uh, women that come to me generally have kids that are on the younger end of the spectrum because one of my biggest, the blueprint I teach is all about healing through motherhood. It's using motherhood as a vessel to heal, as opposed to something that you struggle to survive without tools. Mm -hmm. If you think about any relationship, that's where most of our triggers come is in a relationship because that person is hitting something within you that's, that's, that's undone. Mm -hmm. So healing through motherhood means that, yeah, I think what happens for them is maybe within the first two, three, four, five years, they're getting triggered the hell out of by this new little person in their care and they reach for help because they're, they're obviously, they're meant to be on that mission too. And they find me uh, in saying that I've definitely worked with parents who have teenagers and preteens. And I just have to say to them, your consistency is key. If we're literally changing the way that we speak and we've been speaking a certain way for 12 years, just know that that person is going to, they're going to have questions. They're probably not going to be on board immediately you're going to have to prove consistency that you have changed right and that's where the skills do that in themselves if you just use the skills as they're taught it will naturally progress to there because they're based off of needs they're not based off of children mothers mothers children it's it's a human need if a human need is equal my need and your need are equal what's the solution i'm the boss but well the leader but what's our solution so both our needs are met Everybody wants to be that. a boss. There's nothing wrong with being a boss. <laughs> but it's, it's how nice you boss. to be the boss sometimes. But it's how you boss. I mean, you don't have to be a dictator. You don't no. have to be an oligarch. You can be a person of structure. Uh, this is another challenge, Jackie, is sometimes you don't have a partner that's on board. Okay. Mm. You got a partner that still rules with an iron fist. So number one, you've got to work that out, but that's total contradiction from the philosophy that the mother is teaching. 
puts a lot of responsibility, a lot of earnest on the mother, you know, and, and that can be difficult. So I just, you know, I, and I say that, that we can't solve all the problems, but we can be aware of it. And, you know, we really want to try to bring our partner on board to understand this modality and this methodology of how we're going to raise our child. Not just yes, my child, but our child. It's such a healing, the whole thing's a healing journey. What I've found, it's funny, I've done a live recording on exactly this topic and it's called staying connected in your relationship as you grow because I found this, I live this. And so what I found when we go back a little bit, let's say we're talking women and, and men. <clears throat> so the woman's trying to conscious parent, uh, the man's, you know, maybe not on board. What I know about men from my own experience is they need tangible. Women can trust their hearts. They can step into things more just by a gut feeling. We just, we just have that divine feminine nature. So we're in, we're like, we're all in. I want a conscious parent. I love it. It's everything. They need more tangible than that. So you're, for me, my job was to give, to communicate to my husband in a way that made him see what it was going to mean <clears throat> for me and us to parent this way tangibly. What's it going to change in our life tangibly? Because men are all about, you know, the kids are going to listen more because if we listen to them, they listen back. There's a skill I teach called active listening. It's honestly the most heartfelt, beautiful skill in the world. Counselors use it. That's what we teach our women to hear beneath the surface, to decode the child's behavior and hear what they're really saying. And when someone does that for you, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, it almost makes you want to cry because it's so beautiful to be heard on that level that is below words. Like you said before, it's beneath that. And so when you but when you can give them tangible outcomes, like I'm going to be a more relaxed mother, uh, you're going to hear less crying, where they need more of that. So that's what I realized. I was doing all the stuff and he wasn't on board because he couldn't see the picture. I had to give it to him on a platter and then go and trust and say, come with me. But if you're not coming with me and you're not prepared to research it yourself, then maybe stay out of it for a little while. Because to me, that's a commitment. If you want to be better, you've got to grow, you've got to learn. And if he's like, I'm not going to do that, then okay, then maybe just sit back and watch what I do for a while. Now, it's, not that. That, it's not that I'm not going to do that. It's like, I don't know how to do that. You know, now oh, they, they, again, we can do all this all day long, <laughs> but they, they it's, it's different. And the generational trauma. Okay. Yeah. You were willing to do the deep dive to heal and circumstances, your health gave you no alternative. You say, look, I'm going to live with this or I'm going to die. Am I going to die where I'm living or am I going to live where I'm dying? You yeah. have to make a choice there. And I totally understand Men are just wired a different kind of way. And that's not all of them. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that they're not compassionate, that they're not sensitive, but they are programmed because we are all programmed when we come out of the womb. If it's a girl, I was telling my other friend, you know, you're going to put her in pink. You're going to have her a baby doll. Mm -hmm. You use the pigtails. If it's a boy, you're going to put him in blue. You're going to have a truck. But you know what? It could be a child that has two X's and a Y or two Y's and an X, and they don't know who they are going to be in the process. So you got this man here that's sitting there and he's, you know, scratching his head. It's like, oh, you know, my wife's into all of this. 
hoo-hoo and we're going to raise the kids this way and that way, they sometimes feel lost. They mm -hmm. sometimes uh, go back to their childhood trauma. They got mommy issues. Oh, yeah. You know? So this is great working with moms, but I'm hoping that, you know, in your work, maybe you can do some, some co-parenting or find a man that can help a man, you know, yeah. in tribes that have these conversations to work through these issues as well, because it can be very combative. You know, you've got yeah. two forces. It's like, you know, two magnets and they're pushing at the, the, the uh, opposite direction. And that can be confusing for a child and that can be damaging, but yeah. you've got this wonderful child that is went through this process, went through this process with their mom. Um, and they can really be a mentor to their peers. They can be yeah. role models. Um, they can be mentors. So there's a lot of opportunity. And I'm just so glad that you're in this space doing this work because the world is topsy-turvy. Mm. There's a lot of people that are not nice, Jackie. I know. I know. And it's and it's by choice. You know, I was, when I was in uh, China, it was funny. Here in America, we have road rage. Do you have road rage there in Australia? Yeah, 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 we do. Okay. Well, we're in the car with the driver. And when the people bump the horn, the people smile and they wave. And I, and I asked the driver, I said, we're not in a stinking parade. Why is everybody doing it? And you know what he told me? He said, because we've avoided a conflict. Because we didn't hit your duck, because we didn't run into you. Maybe your baby's bottle fell. Maybe you are distracted. We appreciate the fact that the horn is in the car for a safety measure and to, you know, to protect you and to make you aware and make an acknowledgement. And so now when people blow the horn, I'm like, though, I'm smiling. I know they're wondering, what is she thinking? You know? Here I am, I'm like this, and then I do this. And, you know, they're wondering, what is this lady doing here? But I thought about that, and I always think about that. We have a choice. Yeah, perception, yeah. How do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? It's like a glass half full, glass half empty. It's the same thing, same thing. It's a horn, and two nations see it differently. Like, that's happening inside of families. And you're right, two people are seeing the same situation through different lenses because of their upbringing and their own beliefs so yes I'm supporting mums to shift through because I think what I feel at the moment and I just have to go with what I feel it's always worked for me is the divine feminine is rising and I love our men I love them dearly but we have the power to lift them I don't want to lead them I don't want to boss them to choose right. a better I want to lift them with energy so when I know my women have vitality back they're vital they can do more they're happy they're living in a joyful existence to me if the man's meant to be a part of that they come they actually do come mm -hmm. and then we can support them my goal is for retreats because I think men want to get in and they want to heal quick they love retreats I've done a lot of that work they get in they're like yep okay I'm ready I'll leave it behind and kind of make big leaps whereas women we have the, the stamina to go day in day out raising children and healing through that journey so i think for me it's lifting the ones we love through through energetic healing so when we heal they come with our energy because it's undeniable it's divine right. feminine it draws, That's it on draws energetic level. 
but I'm all about tools. Like I say, so I can give the men tools. Like I'm a hundred percent on that. And I'm doing that at the moment with a couple and that's how it works. She did the course. He went and now they're back in alignment and it's just beautiful to see like beautiful to see. Yeah. I'm proud of you. So let's ask you some fun questions. Some of my favorite fun questions. I always like to ask my guests, if you could time travel, where would you land? Past, present, future. Where would you go? Past, I think, just came to me. Then I'd go past, I'd go Egypt. So I wrote a, a chapter in a, in a multi-author book recently about Egypt and connecting back to energy of t- that time where I know I was around and, and the divine feminine was a part of that. So I think for me, yeah, it's, it would be going back and experiencing that with what I know now, right? Yeah. You're not going to take my wisdom from me. I'm going to go back there and be misconscious. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? oh so interesting I think I'd be um maybe like a water like I don't know if that's really an appliance but I'd be like a flow I don't know something's coming to me about flow like I guess you know how yeah we've got water in our kitchen I'm thinking of our kitchen you know you get a drink of water from the bubbler I'd be that okay all right (laughs) all right that that's pretty good I'd be the air fryer yeah, I love a good air fryer. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I hear one of those amazing kids. Let me meet your kid, if you don't mind. I got a little bit of a Billy, you want to come up and say hi to April? Come up and say hi. Yeah. Oh, you're happy down there. You sure? Here okay. he is. Can you see Billy? Hi. Oh, oh, aren't you gorgeous? Look at that. You're so lucky. You are so lucky. Very you know, how, many, how many children do you have? One? At least two and a half. You have two years have one child two so I have, no I have two so I have an eight-year-old and he was the boy who I call him my healing baby uh because he was the one that brought all of this to me and he is still the one to this day that requires my healing because I've become everything I've become to to connect with him without having to use power and do all those things right and um, as I've healed he's healed like a lot of stuff but mm-hmm. two so I've got two boys eight and two and a half okay so now what was different with the two and a half versus the eight-year-old I know that was your healing baby but do you do you everything everything that was at the end of my house so I actually made an agreement which it nearly broke me at the time when I was very sick but I made an agreement with myself that I would forego more children and I'm all about children like I wish I'd had 10 I would go I would forego that if it if I couldn't heal because I'd watched my son my eight-year-old mirror everything he was allergic to everything he was in hospital he was he was just all of the angry, his emotions, it was so hard to watch. And I thought, I can't knowingly, knowingly now, I didn't know when he was in me, I can't knowingly step into having another child that I I couldn't give him everything I I didn't have enough to give, obviously. So if I don't have enough to give, I will not do it again. And that was, I think, a massive agreement that led me to consistently with discipline show up to heal myself so that I could then experience motherhood. So I've literally had two entirely different experiences of motherhood, fear, regret, panic, all of that stuff with my first. And then this flow, hypnobirthing, 10 pound baby, got him out three hours back to front, like, you know, and and did it all like, and and showed up to life um, in a completely different mindset. And he's a reflection of that in his own being and his safety if I could tell any the brains listening the mums the safety is key this child is safe in the he's just safe he takes risks but he's because he's safe 
my other child is is not got that grounding you know we're, we're very close it's come a long way but we homeschool now which has helped but yeah it's definitely that difference between where were you at emotionally when right. that all went down right it transfers right. yeah because it, it it's a lot and homeschooling is a lot too mm. running today, a business. What, what is a, a day of homeschooling i don't know if i had children right now here in the in the united states i wouldn't scared to send my kid to school because yeah. so much mayhem but homeschooling there has to be a structure with that too I mean I know they give you a curriculum and a lot of people do it now and they're mm. not educators or traditional teachers but there's so much that you can show your child through life experience I mean mm. cooking and you know measurements and being able to actually go out and touch the bugs instead of being there in the classroom all the time. I don't think that a child, in my opinion, needs to be in a classroom for seven hours, three hours, four hours, give them what they need, and then let them have some practical application, not in the device, not on television. There's so many other things they can do to fill the course of the day. Come sit with you and watch you work, you know, yeah. uh, create a mastermind. But what is it like to homeschool? Well, we have property. We're lucky we're on property. So we've got acreage. So my son, the eight-year-old is very, he's got a mower, he's got his own mower, he's got motorbikes, they've got all of that. But that's all stuff that happens beyond the learning. So for learning, if I, two hours would be maximum I would ever spend mm -hmm. with him. We've developed a system because he had some some struggles. He didn't fit into the system, um, retention and difficulties with learning. We do 10 minutes. So I do 10 minutes of a subject and then we do it, we spin a wheel and we do something fun, which might be snap, or it might be a marble run, or it might be uh, a little bit of a play with his dog or whatever it is. So mm -hmm. I've science says has said this now that children that are struggling in the system is because they learn in these really short bursts. They mm -hmm. don't learn for an hour. So we might do an hour and a half on average every day we do learning. And then the rest of our day is filled with freedom. And see, when I'm a belief worker, I want my child around me. I have a, I spent four years getting my beliefs to a point of li almost limitless. So, and he, why would I send my child somewhere? And I'm not angry at them. I just think if it's, why wouldn't I want him around someone with beautiful beliefs? And I know that's me at the moment and my friends and the people that I surround myself with that teach him what's more important to me is he doesn't grow up with shame in his subconscious, that he doesn't grow up with self-esteem issues or FOMO or all these things that come from being thrown into a system where you've got to be like everyone else, but you're unique and it doesn't allow. And so we do, yeah, hour and a half a day and we just, we do live a free life. I'll be honest. I love that because I want him to know his life is free from a young age and he gets to choose, mm -hmm. but I have structure and discipline around the hours we do things. Okay. Um, so there's a so routine, there's a routine that's built into it because it, again, it has to be consistent. Like I said, children, yeah. they want structure. They want a certain amount of discipline. Yeah, they need it. They need it because that's the, the masculine. Again, the masculine is like the container, the feminines that. So definitely, I'm I'm actually building a program at the moment around mindset for mums that want to homeschool because most of it was shifting my own mindset that it does not look anything like the school. So you have to get out of thinking, well, I've got to sit them down at a table with a pen and a paper as a teacher. That's what puts mums off. A plus time because they're thinking they've got a school for four or five hours. It's like if you do it well. If you get this right, which I want to support them to do, an hour and a half and you're done. You can do that. And then I have a nanny that comes in 
you know, like you can make it work, but you've got to believe you can first. So that's where I want to work with them on their mindset. Make it the possibility, you know, don't just shut it down because it's automatically logically too hard. Because if it's the best thing for your family and you can feel it, then I believe you have to step into it and you have to trust. And that's all I did. Everyone thought I was nuts and some still do. But my connection with my children is my paramount thing in this world. I will always choose that connection with them through listening to them, providing the structure, listening to their needs, treating them as my equal above everything else. Because I know that that would be the most devastating thing for any mother would be to think, which is what's breaking some of society, is that they feel they're going to end up disconnected from their children because they don't have the tools to Absolutely. keep the connection strong, you know. So that's that's what I'm all about because it's it's a big thing. Well, I didn't. I went on a different direction and forgot the rest of my fun questions. <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, I'm a macadamia kind of gal, like a nut, hazelnut, something like that, like earthy. Hazelnut. Okay. What is your favorite flower in the garden? Sunflower. I just got recently, I got married at a sunflower farm actually we did in November my husband 17 years we've been together and then I was like hey you know that thing has like now you know the only thing I'd be afraid of is the bees bees love sunflowers they do but we were good like I'm amazing with that my kids are too I think because again I'm not afraid like I remember something saying to me was your mom afraid of spiders and I was like yeah and I was yeah. like, well, you know, your only reason you're afraid is because you've seen yes. her react to a spider like it's as yes. big as a dinosaur. And I was like, right. oh, that's so true. So if I just play everything low key and teach them, then they should be right. safe. So we haven't been stung yet. We haven't been stung yet. Well, that's good. That's good. If you had three magical wishes, what would they be? Three magical wishes, Bill. What would I, what would be magical? Well, I wouldn't wish for spiders, buddy. No. Um, <laughs> magical wishes oh like love on tap somewhere where you could just go to a tap and just oh, fill up your cool. cup that's one um a, a farm I've always said this in the most beautiful way I want a child farm like a really good one like where I just bring them all in and then we just heal together and we just we just pat all the things and then they go out into the world like without all that pattern and programs so that. So you want a little story. baby hippie cult? I want, a hippie cult. <laughs> I want to drive that baby. Um, I and what would I want? I think I'd want just like more hugs. Like just everyone just hugged all the time, like and felt like that. I think it's God, aren't I? Look, I'm such a love hippie. I could have wished for anything, and it's all been about Lardy does. But um, yeah, I think I just you can see love heals and. I think I just don't want to, I, I struggle to see people suffering when there's tools and there's ways. And, and I think anything that could bring more love into the world is a go. Well, you are a ray of sunshine, a beautiful sunflower, um, ah, and you radiate you. love. And I'm so glad that you are healed and that you had the bandwidth to go out and heal others and continue to work with them and make that your life mission. Um, yeah. you two different sides of the coin but you have turned out to be a great equalizer. And I thank you for that. And I'm proud of you, Jackie. Please mm. tell my brains how to get in contact with you, to work with you. Tell them the name of the anthology so that they can pick up a copy and read your story. Mm, beautiful, everyone. So I'm on Instagram. So you can get me at Divine Coach Jackie. Uh, and I'm sure April might pop it in the, in the notes there anyway. 
Um, so Divine Coach Jackie, my website is www.sflowab, which actually stands for sunflowers and butterflies, which is was something that came to me. So that .com and .au on that one. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook. I'd love to see any of your brains that are mums that are resonating with this. Join my free Facebook group, which is Divine Mothers Rising. And we are growing that community every single day. And I give live free training. Um, but the book that I've also uh, written and done a chapter in is called Unlocking the Matrix, the uh, New Codes of Ancient Egypt. So it's a bit mysterious, but the story, my healing story is in that because that was part of this whole purpose-driven thing I've been through was to unlock who I really am. Um, so, yeah, so you can access me via all those points and um, I would love to hear from anyone who would, would like help in healing through motherhood well brains there's hope and there's healing but you have to want it and you got to show up and do the work you know it, we can give you all the tools you can have a great old toolbox, but if you never put them into action you know and your kids are counting on you they didn't ask to come we didn't ask to come but when we're here we have to do the very best that we can and it will make everybody happy and bring that man along with you. He might have some issues. He might have some nurturing. Or he might have some tools to help assist in the coaching. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being here on the Edge of Brains. I need you to go right here. You see this address? It's right in your face. I need you to love, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Share this message with other moms. It doesn't have to be in Australia. It could be, you know in Timbuktu, it could be in Afghanistan, it could be in Israel, it could be anywhere in the world, but share it with them because we all need love, we all need help, we all need support. Thank you, Jackie, for being here with me on The Edge. You are welcome, darling April. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye, brains. Bye. Bye, brains. <laughs>